You're listening to Ask Us Anything, a periodic podcast by Wise Travel Confederation, exploring topics of interest to the youth and student travel industry. My name's Wendy Morrow. I coordinate research and educational activities at Wise Travel Confederation, and I'll be your host. In February 2023, I talked with Patricia Bruner, Managing Director of the International Au Pair Association, IAPA. Patricia is based in Munich, Germany, and has been working in cultural exchange and travel for many years. IAPA and Wise Travel Confederation together host the annual Work Experience Travel Market and IAPA Annual Conference, WEDM IAC, as it's known. WEDM IAC will take place in Athens, Greece this year from March 18th to the 20th. The conference attracts cultural exchange professionals from across the globe for two and a half days of business, networking, and education. And as you'll hear Patricia say, happy moments. Do you plan to be there? In our conversation, Patricia explains the most important reasons professionals working in au pair and other cultural exchange programs should attend the conference. We also talked about some of the major shifts in youth travel and cultural exchange during Patricia's career, and more recently as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic and Brexit. We also discussed what a utopian au pair visa scheme could look like, and Patricia highlights a potentially major game changer for cultural exchange and youth mobility. Have a listen. Hi, Patricia. Welcome, and thank you for joining me to talk about cultural exchange and the upcoming work experience travel market and IAPA annual conference taking place in Athens in March. Hello, Wendy. I'm happy to talk to you and I'm already very excited about what my AC in Athens and um, yeah, I'll be happy to answer your questions if I can. Okay. Well, before we talk about this year's conference and what's going on in the youth travel industry in general and especially cultural exchange, let's hear a little bit about you. How did you get started in travel and cultural exchange programs, Patricia? Well, I, I've always liked traveling uh, already as a young um, girl, but um, I think I got really hooked on or got the travel bug um, by being an au pair in the USA when I was 19, 20. So that was quite a life-changing experience. Um, later, when I studied, I took an internship in Greece for half a year and in Austria and uh, from then on, I just sort of kept going with traveling and um, sort of ended up in what I'm doing right now. So it was obviously very, um, yeah, life-changing what I did then. And your first international trip was to the U.S. as an, an au pair? Well, internationally, I mean, living in Europe, you travel to Italy and Austria already as a child, but um uh, further away, I was in Namibia with 15 with my parents. Um, so that was like the big first really big uh, travel that I did. And yeah, later on, also in my first job, I had to travel, but more within Europe, Italy, Portugal, Greece, Spain, which I really liked. So I've always wanted a job where there's travel involved. So now you're the managing director of the International Au Pair Association, which we all call IAPA. Yeah, I took that role. I took over that role in 2016. But before that, I had my own au pair agency here in Munich. And um, for about 
15 years, I would say. And from your perspective, I mean, you've been in the cultural exchange industry for quite a while. What is one of the biggest shifts that you've seen in the youth travel industry during your career? Well, I think there have been very big shifts. And I think it always had to do, a lot of it had to do with digitalization. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, um, geopolitical uh, changes um, were quite influential, still are, as we can see. And um, what hit us all very hard was obviously the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that was quite a change and we are still scrambling to get up, I would say, but things are going better. But digitalization probably did a lot and it, it, it keeps on changing the, the way we do business. How would you say that's most affected an au pair program or an au pair him or herself or an au pair agent? Well, the way young people are looking for information has changed. I mean, nowadays they don't even Google anymore. Uh, they look up uh, stuff on TikTok, uh, which I find a bit strange sometimes. <laughs> um, it's hard to sometimes to reach them by email. So uh, you have to go where they, where they are. They're on Instagram. They're on TikTok. Um yeah, so communicating has changed. How we get our information out has changed a lot. Um, and of course, pairs themselves, um, some of them feel more confident to do everything on their own. On the other hand, there's a lot of scams using that um, and, you know, trying to take advantage of it. And uh, so we really have to get information out that people need to know what what the program is about how to get into the programs what is safe what is legal mm -hmm. collaboration and face-to-face -face relationships are pretty important in the cultural exchange community alongside of digitalization do you think we still need associations and professional networks in the internet age I strongly believe in that uh, mm -hmm. because uh, people are people and people need other people and uh, people need community and communication and face-to-face uh, -face communication. I think um, what the pandemic showed was, of course, that digitalization can help a lot. And it. Uh, I think we're all glad that we have these tools now and they will keep, stay with us. But on the other hand, it also showed how lonely we can be, how hard it can be not to be able to communicate with people directly. So that's one thing. And then communities who work together for a common goal, I think will always be important. But maybe the way associations have to act and reach out to people and what they do with each other and and uh, for the members and how they reach the members, that will probably always change. You've been to the Work Experience Travel Market and IAPA Annual Conference, which I should just say we all call it WEDM IAC. It's much shorter, right? <laughs> right. Um, you've been to the event many times over the years. And what would you say is one of the most valuable aspects of attending the event? I would say there are so many, but probably most of all is that you meet uh, so many 
peers and um, people who do the same as you do, go through the same that you do um, in one spot and that you have the opportunity to meet uh, potential partners, to, um, you know, talk to the partners you already have and deepen uh, the relationship you have with them or start the relationship potentially. And um, for me, it always has been also a, you know, broadening my my own horizon and like an infusion of energy. Mm-hmm. I always needed it. Uh, I always came back with more ideas and, um, you know, thoughts and, and um, stuff to think about and thinking a bit more internationally than just always sitting in your own little broth. <laughs> Uh, that you're boiling in and uh, getting new new ideas and thoughts. For me, that was always most important. And then, of course, it's fun um, creating uh, moments with other people seems the most important thing. These conferences create happy moments and moments to think about again. And I think that's you know part of what life is for. I think I have very many happy moments thinking, talking about you at conferences over the year. I mean, everyone comes up to me and says Munich was such a fun conference, you mm-hmm. know, because we did this sort of Oktoberfest evening. Right. So it was the Oktoberfest evening that people thought about, <laughs> uh, not even the business meetings they had. <laughs> I'm sure they were in the end, of course, more relevant for the business. But, you know, having these happy moments together, mm-hmm. singing together. Um, is what we also need to be a yeah. very good dancer, Patricia. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I'm not, I don't know if I'm good. I just love it and I do it and then I don't care. It's respectable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of organizations right now, um, you know, as you said, we're sort of finding our way out of the COVID 19 pandemic and there are a lot of opportunities. There's also still a lot of challenges. And what would you say is a problem that, you know, coming to an event like Wedham IAC solves for an organization right now? Yeah, as I've already said, it's, um, you know, you have so many people in one spot that are important or that can be important for you. Um, it gives new information, uh, you know, with our speakers and the sessions we offer. Um, yeah, you have everyone in one place. You can network and then follow up with that when you get back home. And um, I would say that most of the people who went there have really drawn a lot of, you know, new business out of these of these um, conferences, mm-hmm. new perspectives. And it's always good to know that others go through the same. It's not just you alone. uh, And you can find new ideas by talking to someone who's been through the same or has similar experiences. The types of cultural exchange programs that we see at Wedham IAC are fairly complex travel products. Um, They're lining up visas, placements, accommodation, insurance, all kinds of other on the ground support. Like you're saying, this is a very useful place to go and see how other people do it or what are their challenges and what are their successes. As we know, um, 
Most cultural exchange programs rely on formalized visa schemes, which are established by national governments. What would you say a utopian au pair visa scheme looks like? You can have anything you want. Yeah, that's a very good question. Actually, I, I, I would say I have a, several points that I would say are important or would be the ideal visa scheme. Um, first of all, it should be accessible, accessible to, to all countries, all nations, to the youth of all countries and nations so that there is a exchange, peaceful exchange between nations and countries. It should be simplified and digitalized, uh, less less hurdles. Um, um, the process should be leaner, easier to access and uh, more digital. No sending around of paper and, you know, by post, um, as we often have to do now. Um, or, inter- or people have to travel uh, thousands of kilometers to actually have an interview and then go there again to pick up the visa when it's ready Mm -hmm. this is happening um acceleration you know faster quicker you can apply online and then get it online not after eight weeks or so but maybe one or two or even quicker whatever um um, that it's more predictable and and clear. The regulations and rules are clear. That I know what what I can expect if I have an applicant, and that fulfills everything that they actually have the chance to, or the opportunity to get, to get the visa. And I don't have to be afraid that they may not. And then also knowing, for example, why somewhat some visa was was denied, that you get. A, an explanation, which you sometimes don't, or um, homogeneity, especially in the EU, that is an issue. You know, every country does their own thing, even though we're in the EU. Um, it would be great if it, there was one visa for all EU countries, for example. I think that would already change a lot. That would be a huge game changer for all, for all of us. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like there's still a role for the agent in the utopian visa scheme for au pair. Is that correct? Well, I hope so. Okay. Uh, I think so. <laughs> uh, because um, that's not the only thing an, an agency does, helping with visa issues. And agency accompanies you from, from the beginning until you return and possibly even afterwards, depending on the program potentially, but they prepare you also for what expects you in, in the other country. They um, screen, the um, well, in our case, the au pairs, but it doesn't matter. It can be any other uh, program as well, where there's screening needed and, um, and preparation and um, managing expectations. I think this is a big role agencies take over and a very important one. And then, of course, to be there if there is an issue, solving issues mm-hmm. and problems and uh, be a mediator. Do you think the utopian au pair visa scheme <clears throat> benefits the, the host families as well? Well, it should benefit all sides, I would say. You know, the ideal au pair um, scheme always benefits au pairs as much as it benefits families and of course, everyone who works with it, agencies as well. Okay. 
If you could change anything about visas and cultural exchange programs this year, what would it be? I would turn back Brexit <laughs> or change, at least um, change the UK's mind regarding the au pair program and other cultural exchange programs. Um, so they let young people back in their country doing these kind of programs. This is a, a, a shame, to be honest, uh, because it's not okay. It's not reciprocal either. For those listening, could you quickly describe what effect Brexit has had on youth mobility? Yes, with with the start of Brexit, um, some of the these youth mobility schemes were sort of simply stopped, paused. So an au pair cannot um, enter the EU again or anymore as as an au pair, except for a few countries that are Commonwealth countries like Australia or Canada. But, I mean, we're talking only of, of, about a few um, applicants. And before that, we had thousands from, from the EU. Whereas a young person from the UK, they can, for example, travel as an au pair to Germany if they apply and if they fulfill the requirements, they can apply for an au pair visa and, and receive it, most likely. So. That's what I meant with it's not reciprocal either. It's not right. fair. And um, to be honest, it had, you know, uh, most agencies in the UK, au pair agencies had to simply close down. And young people still keep contacting us and say, we would like to go to the UK because it's an English, the English speaking country. Uh, not everyone wants to travel that far. And, you know, it was a great opportunity for them to stay in an English speaking country, learn the language, learn about the culture and, and you know, go back home with those experiences. I don't understand the approach of the government to not allow that anymore. What has the effect been on host families in the UK? Well, similar, they are struggling. They had to look for other means of childcare, obviously. Um, I'm not really sure how they do it, um, but obviously that's, they somehow manage or they simply have to. Are there any efforts to mobilize host families or aspiring host families to try and change the situation? Well, there have been a lot of uh, things going on. The National Association, BAPA, has been very active also politically. We have done a lot. We've been uh, in touch with the EU that, you know, they do something from their side, you know, had the opportunity to speak in front of the EU Parliament Commission on the topic and they're interested and they would like to change that too. But they say the, the ball is in the field of the UK. So, uh, you know, it's their border and they can say who who enters and who doesn't and on what, you know, what ground or why. Right. So, yeah, there's always hope <laughs> that things may change, um, but not within a few months, obviously. What would you say the best thing to come out of Brexit is? Is there anything? No. Nothing at all? No, not I. Not that I can see anything. Okay. Maybe we should ask other people. <laughs> Don't ask me. I'm very. You European. can have your answer. That's fine. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't see anything. Well, to um, come back onto the bright side here, because we are yeah. headed to sunny Athens soon. What are you most looking forward to this year? I just, as always, meeting everyone, meeting all our members again, because a lot of them I haven't seen in years. Um, you know, some of them really have become friends. They're not just uh, members or just partners or just, uh, you know, colleagues. Um, just yeah, being in the community of, of this really wonderful um, people that are active in youth travel and, and cultural exchange. I think they're special people and meeting these people is always a great pleasure. They are special people. I would totally agree with that. Is there any message you'd like to give to listeners while you have their attention? Yes. Um, sign up for Wetamaisi if you haven't <laughs> done so yet. And um, prepare yourself for the conference. Look forward to the conference. Make the best of it. Um, we'll also hold a little webinar on how to make the best of it um, okay. in February. So that's uh, also plan together with Wise Traffic Confederation, um, especially for people who've, who've never been or it's been so long that they can't remember mm. how to work with Markham, the, the booking system. Um, yes, and just, you know, um, everyone is always nice and welcoming. That's what I would say. And also for you people. So just uh, come and join us in Athens. Okay. Well, Patricia, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts today. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. And I hope the preparations for Athens continue to go well. Thanks, Wendy. It was a great pleasure as well. And um, yeah, hope to see you soon then. Thank you. Thanks to Patricia for sharing her time and thoughts during this Ask Us Anything conversation. If you're looking to meet new partners for your business and cultural exchange, we hope you'll take Patricia's advice and join Wise Travel Confederation and IAPA at Wedham IAC. As Patricia said, the Work Experience Travel Market and IAPA Annual Conference offers professionals an incredible international opportunity to meet others working in cultural exchange programs and other life-changing educational travel experiences. We hope to see you in Athens, Greece, March 18th to the 20th. You can register online at wetm-iac.org. If you'd like to learn more about international youth and student travel, you'll find research publications and news at our website, wysetc.org. You'll also find information about our other conferences designed specifically for professionals dealing in the youth travel market. Wise Travel Confederation is the only global not-for-profit membership organization representing the youth, student, and educational travel industry. If you work in this sector of the travel and tourism industry, consider joining our global network. Thanks for listening.